Welcome to Agent of Wealth Podcast with Mark Boudis from Boudis Financial. In this podcast, Mark helps small business owners and retirees overcome the multiple wealth planning challenges involved in your financial life. We do this by creating comprehensive wealth management plans to guide you towards financial freedom, ensure you never run out of money, and help create a balance in life that prioritizes what is most important to you. Join us for this journey as Mark draws from years of expertise and guest experts to solve the multiple wealth planning issues involved in your financial life. Hello and welcome to the Agent of Wealth with Mark Boudis of Boudis Financial. Today we're talking about using ESG investments to ensure your values are aligned to your portfolio. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Good morning, Eric. I'm doing great. How are you? Fantastic. I'm doing great. Yeah, fantastic. It's a wonderful day. ESG investments. What does ESG stand for, Mark? So ESG, is a, it's a type of investment. It stands for, well, the E stands for environment, the S stands for social, and the G stands for governance. Hmm. But before we actually start diving into what that is and why may it or may it not make sense, let's just take a step back, talk a little bit sure. about investing in general. And right. the way I usually present investing to my clients, I'll say, you know, people think investing, that's, that's everything that, you know, with their finances. And that's the only thing. Mm-hmm. It's really, we, the way I try and, and phrase it or utilize it is it's a means to, to hit your goals. So your investments are, they're, they're to be used for some purpose. You know, a lot of people will say, well, I want to achieve alpha and I want to beat the market or I want to beat my benchmark or I want to, uh, you know, mirror my, you know, get the same returns as my benchmark or mirror my benchmark with, while doing it with less risk. And then there's some people who just say it's a hobby. It's fun to monitor investments and pick stocks and do that. But ultimately, when you come when it comes down to it, we're really trying to use these investments to to drive our you know our income, our money, our actual to be able to hit goals with it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's really the the goal of it. But then, what if you could you know if you could actually invest and have your value your values? Everyone has different mm-hmm. values align with your investments. Love so. It. ESG is a way that, or, you know, it's one option on how you can do that. And that's what I thought would be a great topic to talk about today. Yeah, I love values-based investing. And that's kind of what we're talking about. Um, I had not heard the term ESG before, so this is new to me. And I'm, I'm excited to, to kind of dive into it. So where should we start today with this? Yeah, so actually some of the other names for it previously used to be called socially responsible investing, sustainable investing. But uh, let's even look at how, you know, I mentioned that it's a way that our values can, can uh, you know, we can align our values with our mm-hmm. investments. But if you want to look at the, the three main ways that we can influence change, and this is obviously talking about our values, are that we can, we can throw money at something. We can donate money to a cause, a charity, mm-hmm. or even like a political candidate that we think is aligned with what our beliefs and values are. We can, the second way we can influence change is we can protest. And it can be as simple as using a member-owned credit union rather than, you know, a big private bank that may have created fake accounts for their clients. Mm-hmm. Or obviously, we know protesting can take a different form too, where it can be more, more aggressive with it. The, the third way is through our investments. And, you know, you can take it one step further where, you know, that person who was protesting by not using a certain bank you know, as a, as a client or a customer, now you can actually come and say, well, I don't want to, I don't want to invest in that particular bank or all banks or essentially anything. You can screen out any, any value that you have. You can Mm -hmm. actually, uh, you know, make sure that, that your investments align to it. 
Yeah, no, that's fantastic. And I think it is so easy for us. Well, not necessarily so easy because we have to do a little bit of research on our own, but it's easier to do this with our wallet, right? And I don't know where that would fall in your in the three categories you were talking about. But if I'm driving down the street, I have choices of where to shop, right? And, and I can say, okay, mm-hmm. I don't want to shop there, you know, because they do certain things that I don't like. Maybe it's a mechanic that you know has ripped off a few people, you know, ripped off some of your friends, or they've got some advertising that seems like a bait and switch. They just don't seem real honest, right? And so I'm not going to give my money to that company to change my oil or, you know, change the struts on my car or whatever. I'm going to find a different mechanic that I would rather spend my money with that is doing good things, right? Or is yeah, honorable it, or truthful. And that's it, true. And an and, and example that uh, came up recently was there was a gas station that during a recent hurricane that we had, which was just raised the, the price of gas and they, people were saying they were price mm-hmm. gouging. And yep. now people said, you know what? I'm never going to go to that gas station again. because exactly. so, so that's exactly what you're saying about, you know, influence and change with our with our wallet. Uh, but most people don't realize that you can actually do it with your investments too. Exactly. Yep. And you know, we all like we all get these um, you know, with with our investments, these letters in the mail asking us to vote on, you know, whether it's a company or a fund. And it'll list different or, or a variety of topics that that we can invest in. However, you know, we may only have a certain small number of shares in our IRA or in our investment account. And you kind of just throw it in the garbage because you say, all right, this really isn't going to do anything at all. Mm-hmm. But, but where it's it's gotten to is now uh, you can actually align with other investors with these same values. And all of a sudden, now, you know, that little amount that you thought was in the in your IRA that wouldn't have a difference. Now, all of a sudden, there's a billion, you're part of a billion dollar fund that actually can influence influence change that, you know, particular change that you want to. So that's that's one of the drivers. And we'll talk about a couple more drivers of, of ESG investing, but that's one of it now where people are feeling, yes, I can actually make a, make a difference with this. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, if, if everybody could just imagine, if, if everyone took their investments out of a company that had some labor issues, right? There was, maybe they have, uh, there's some sketchy child labor or labor abuse because they're in you know, they're using other countries, so they're paying them just absolutely garbage ways, wages. They kind of run some sweatshops, basically, and it's been proven. We know that. It, can you imagine what would happen if every investor said, I'm not going to stand for that. I know they're not in our country. I know that it's, it's not directly in my neighborhood, but that's still wrong. And they took all their investments out of that company. What would that say to that company? You know, Do you think that they may change their labor practices based on that? Yeah, it, they're def, it, it will definitely influence them. And, and we're seeing yeah. that where they're, they're being more, you know, they're recognizing, the companies are recognizing a lot more that this stuff does matter. Uh, you know, and, and you, you mentioned, you know, it, it, this could be any topic. It could be how, what they do with their clients' data. That's another one that yes, we're yes. finding is very popular where, uh, you know, companies are, our data is all over the place. It's where we give all our data to all these companies and who knows what they do with it. And we're finding out that it's being sold all over the place and people don't like that. So mm-hmm. you have the, you know, everyone has the ability to, to vote with our investments on what they do with our data. But I'll, I'll go a little bit into, you know, what, what those um, areas in, entail. Mm-hmm. Um, so the E stands for environment, which, you know, could take into account things like climate change, water uh, scarcity, pollution, and waste, clean tech, renewable energy. So this this was 
if you go back into when ESG investing started, probably 20 years ago, this was one of the areas that it that it started with. People would say, ah, you know, I don't, I want clean energy or I'm interested in climate change. And and this is what what it started with and kind of what people link it to. But it's mm-hmm. gotten more and more, you know, more uh, a little bit broader on what the, what the topic it covers. So like in the social <clears throat> era, you have your labor policies, your relations, mm-hmm. um, you know, product liability. You you may not, you know, some company may put out a product that, you know, caused harm. You don't believe in, you mm-hmm. know, uh, an example that we can look at is Monsanto, where people uh, don't, say that. Yep. don't like the fact that they're genetically growing this or growing that. And, and, People don't want to, uh, you know, don't want to invest in in that type of of company. Mm-hmm. So you, you know, if we're using Monsanto as an example, someone can say, "I don't want to invest in Monsanto stock." And you know, if you have a portfolio of just individual stocks, it's very easy then to say, "Okay, we won't purchase Monsanto stock." But uh, funds, you know, whether it's a mutual fund and ETF, have become so prevalent that uh, you know, if Monsanto is part of these larger indexes. It's naturally just going to get get in there, and what ESG investing or ESG specific funds allow us to do is filter out those types of those types of investments. So it may be a Monsanto, it may be you don't want an Exxon or Chevron or an oil company in, and now we have the ability to to actually filter those those out. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, and you know we we kind of mentioned the the how. It kind of started the the E on the environment, and a lot of times it was political, but it's it's really grown f- since then. Where you know it doesn't have to be okay. I'm I'm just aligned on political sides. Uh, you know, it could be a cause that you're that you're into. Uh, have some people that are into or you know very much into health, nutrition, fitness, and they have come to me and said, I refuse to invest in McDonald's or Coke or. Mm-hmm or uh, Altria or Philip Morris. And, uh, you know, we've taken it and said, okay, we will ensure that, that you know, your investments do not have any of those companies companies in it. Uh, so, you know, the, the, the really the way to do it is there's, there's a couple ways that, that someone can, or, or someone wants to get involved in ESG or someone can get involved. They may say, um, I mean, they may say they, they want everything in ESG and they don't mm-hmm. care, you know, what it means. They just are, so interested in the overall impact of it that they they insist that all their investments fall into this ESG criteria. And we'll, we'll cover exactly what that is. Mm-hmm. Some will say they're interested in ESG, but they don't they don't want to sacrifice performance on their on their investments. And uh, that's re- usually the first question I get when when I you know when uh, talk about the topic with someone is, yeah, it would be great to to invest with my values, but is my performance going to take a hit? And mm-hmm. we'll we'll talk about a, some of the common ESG objections. That's obviously the first one that that comes up. Yeah, Mark, I would I would say absolutely. Um, you and I talked a little bit about this before the podcast, but uh, I work with a lot of groups uh, with faith based investing or, or biblically responsible investing. There, there's two names there, uh, and that is one of the first questions, right? Well, I don't want to sacrifice performance, but the the beauty of it is is that most of the time. You don't have to. I mean, the and and maybe you'll cover this a little bit more, but uh, a lot of these groups that are putting out these biblically responsible investing funds or the faith-based investing funds or value-based investing funds, they are doing really, really well. And if you think about the mentality of that, the mindset, 
is that if you are, if more people are supporting companies that are doing good for the environment, good for social responsibility, uh, good for all these different things that we're talking about today, uh, how much better are those companies going to do when they have more support? And it's, it's, it's almost a trickle down or a ripples in a pond kind of thing. Um, and a lot of these funds do, do as well or outperform other funds that, that they would normally be in. So yeah, it is definitely a, a, an objection that people bring up immediately because they, they don't want to sacrifice that. Yeah, and I think the performance question was was definitely valid 20 to 30 years ago because mm-hmm. the way ESG investing worked is you would you would just exclude certain sectors, certain industries. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden that would have an impact on performance. But the screenings have gotten so uh, detailed or so... Uh, you know, you could re- you know you could really get or, or screen certain you know at the company level um, if you want, and even at the you could screen at the um, at, at what your cause level is, and it's gotten to the point now where performance is just as good. the The studies that that have come out or the analysis that have come out on on these ESG funds is that uh, you're not you're not going to sacrifice performance by by taking an ESG approach. And how how we approach it was kind of what you alluded to is uh, I'll sit down with someone and we'll go through, you know, what's important to you and, you know, at the specific level. So we'll go through 28 different screens or questions and say, you know, is clean energy important to you? Is, you know, not investing in tobacco important to you? And it doesn't have to be, um, you know, you can always take the opposite approach too. Um, there are some people who invest in what they call sin stocks, which are the tobacco, the prostitution, the casinos, the gambling. If that's what their their cause is, and if that's what they want to do, they that's you're you're able to do that as well. So we're not just it's not just an avoidance type of strategy. If someone wants to include a, a specific category in, then by all means, we can we can devise a strategy for that. But you know, it's really after going through that that uh, profile of what's important. Then we figure out, you know, what's the best way to to put a portfolio together that that mimics what their what their values or aligns what their yeah. what their values are, and you know that's how it's approached on on my side. So you can get a, a customized investment strategy that's that is aligned to to your values and not have to sacrifice performance. But like you said, you're <laughs> that's, you, sorry, yeah, yeah, I just. Yeah, I just, it's so interesting. I've never heard of the term sin stocks before. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that makes me chuckle because I'm thinking somebody's walking into your office thinking, hey, I'd like to invest yeah. in a company that beats their workers. Well, how, yeah. how do I find, <laughs> how, how do I find that company that, that uh, takes all their used chemical filled water yeah. and, and puts it into the, the, in bottles for children? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just, it just, that's what, that's what it brings to mind. I mean, obviously you're not talking about that, but it just, it made me chuckle. I apologize. Yeah. So I actually <laughs> haven't had someone come in and say that, but yeah. There, I'm sure that you never know. There may be that person that comes in and, and says that's what they that's important to them and that's what they want to do. You never you never know. Yeah. Um, but the other thing you mentioned too is is that companies are now getting aligned with this. So that's why we're mm-hmm. we're, we're seeing um, you know and uh, some companies are actually using this as what they you know they think it's going to be a competitive advantage to them because now the other driver of of ESG is that is data. And mm-hmm. all this data, you know, there's a lot more access to data of people are doing that are analyzing companies, analyzing funds. They they have access to 
what a company's carbon footprint is or or what their executive compensa- compensation structure is. And it's a lot easier to put a standardized score on a company or a fund and say, this is in, and this is what companies like Morningstar are doing where they actually have a standardized rating system where they go out and you can look and see this is a company's or a fund's ESG score. Mm-hmm. And you can make a de- decision based solely off that ESG score. Either they rate very highly or they rate very low or they rate somewhere in the middle. You may have a threshold where you say anyone that doesn't have a, a score low, you know, anyone that has a ESG score lower than 80, you don't want to, to invest in. And companies are now saying, well, what do I, I don't want to be excluded. What do I have mm-hmm. to do to, to get my number up so that I'm, I'm, you know, I'll be considered by investors. So co- the companies are definitely taking notice. And, the uh, another number that came out was of of the the f- ETFs that experienced the most inflow of money this year. The top three are all ESG funds. So it's mm. it's there's definitely money that's going into it. Uh, it's also the institutional money too. So now pensions and some big mutual funds are are what's putting money into it. So it's not just your mom and pop investor. It's yeah. the the entire industry has taken notice of it. Yeah, and I mean, here's the thing. First of all, I want to just one quick comment. Morningstar is awesome. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it really is. It's an incredibly valuable tool. Uh, so that's that's fantastic. And I know that you utilize that. So that's definitely something that you can do for clients or prospects that are interested in this. So please, if you are interested in what we're talking about and what Mark has presented so far today, reach out to him and his team. <clears throat> definitely can can talk to you about that. Secondly, it is a movement, right? I mean, that, that's the mm-hmm. thing is that People just don't understand if they haven't been introduced to ESG or faith-based investing or social responsible investing. It is a movement. Yeah, and and I think we're also seeing a big driver. Some some of the big fund companies are getting behind it as well. So you have your BlackRock's, your Vanguard's, who, you know, I mentioned it earlier. Now these these funds have trillions of dollars behind them. Exactly. And companies going to take a company's not going to take notice if you or I go and say. Okay, individually, we're going to move, just us are going to move this here or not invest here. But when there's a trillion dollars, you know, that's that a, uh, an asset manager can can direct where they want to direct, a company is definitely going to, going to listen to them, at least have that conversation with them. And, and uh, you know, they do have influence. So, you know, you did mention it's a movement from, from the, you know, from the social value side. It, mm-hmm. It's also becoming a movement on the actual investment side. And what I mean by that is, uh, one of the strat- investment strategies I, I like and adhere to is called factor investing. So, what it is, it's a it's a it's based on analysis or a study where um, it, it concluded that certain factors will outperform the market, and four of them in- include value. So, you look at value versus growth, size, meaning that over time, small cap stocks have have performed better than large caps. Volatility. So, we want. We want companies that are less volatile but have the same return, and then momentum, which is our companies that are growing at a certain pace. What it's being talked about now is that ESG is going to be in, is another type of factor where we might see outperformance over you know over the next period of time because, like we said, uh, companies are going to be more you know ingrained to it or more they're going to take more notice of it, and mm-hmm. they're going to change their policies and you know it. it you can look at it as well. You know, as we take an example, you know, one of the ESG, you know, uh, areas is how how a company treats its employees and how mm-hmm. they, you know, compensate their employees. And I mean, that's just a good thing to to treat their employees well. So you you 
if you're a company, you're going to take notice and say, okay, I, maybe I should treat my employees better because that's not only going to, you know, get me on this ESG filter. It'll just help better employees or is going to help my yeah. company grow. So, yep. um, you know, you can look at it a lot of different ways, but it is, you know, like you mentioned, it's a, it's a, there's a movement, there's some momentum behind it. And I'm starting to even get more and more questions about it from, from clients, uh, you know, where they're saying, is it, is it an option? Is it something that, you know, they can, they can do, uh, because I think one, there, there just wasn't that much coverage of it previously. So you didn't turn on to, used to not be, you know, turn on to CNBC and see stories about ESG investing, but now we're starting to, to see it. I'm hearing more about it. I'm seeing more articles written about it. There's more books on it, uh, more mm -hmm. coverage to the media. And that's kind of how movements get started. You know, Mark, as we've been talking about this, and I've worked with advisors for, for, for many, 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 many years. The funny thing is, is that if, if somebody walks into some advisor's office, they'll say, I, I, I'd like to talk to you about socially responsible investing. And that advisor could easily say, well, hang on just a second. Let me just grab this off my shelf. And they have one thing, right? They have, <clears throat> they have one fund. Yep, I've got one. Yeah. This is the one you want to be in. But <laughs> they don't talk about what that actually even means or they don't, they don't have the ability to, to tailor it to somebody. And that's, they think they're being responsible by offering a social responsible fund or like you said, an ESG option. It doesn't seem like it should be a one-size-fits-all approach. How do you overcome that? Yeah, so and, and there's nothing wrong with the one-size-fits-all. If someone wants to say, you know what, I just want you know to have some ESG overlay in, in my portfolio, then yes, there are one, two, three you know, funds that we could put in there, and it will give them some exposure to, to ESG filters on it. Mm -hmm. But for most people, they, there are specific things they care about, and frankly, specific things they don't they don't care about. And from there, that's where we can tailor a specific portfolio, whether it's using individual stocks, not, not using individual stocks, meaning that we can, we can do the screens both ways on what gets excluded or what get, gets included. And we can do that with via, via stocks and funds. The funds have gotten so specific that if you want to just include a certain you know, subset of, of ESG, then, then we can do that. But you know, you, someone might care about clean energy. Someone might care about gender diversity. Someone might care about cybersecurity and they don't want to invest in any companies that have been hit with cybersecurity breaches or have been known to be lax mm -hmm. with, with customer data. And um, you know, I think that's one of the, the good things about uh, you know, talking to someone like me is that we can actually tailor a very specific customized approach with it. And also, in, and, you know, I'm going to go back to it but, uh, because it's, it is the number one thing that comes up anytime this topic comes up is the approach can we can ensure that we're not sacrificing performance on it. Mm -hmm. So so yeah, it, you know the the way I would recommend it is, and what what happens is we all have our investment statements, and we look at it and we see these funds in there, and you know it's a lot easier to tell if we have individual stocks, but we look at these funds and we don't even know what are what are in these funds exactly. Yep. So one of the areas that I can help is really do an X-ray on you know a specific fund. And we can look at someone's statement and we can look at a specific fund and we can say, okay, these are the, these are the holdings in this. And we can actually mm -hmm. filter out where if someone says, well, you know, I refuse to invest in any oil company. We can look and we can say, well, 2.3% you know, of this fund is invested in you know, these six oil companies. Mm -hmm. And then we, what we can do is if they insist, well, this is important. I don't want to invest in any oil company. We can, we can you know, put together e either a fund or... Uh, a basket of stocks that 
where we ensure that no oil companies are included in them. And, mm-hmm. you know, from, from there, that's how you get that tailored, tailored investment approach. So I offer, you know, sitting down with anyone and, and going through their statements, going through the investments in there, doing that analysis, and also letting them know what their options are after we do that analysis, after we have that visibility or transparency into what's in, what's in that, what they're, you know, what they're investing in, uh, you know, we'd go through what is important to them and we see how it aligns. And if it doesn't align, uh, you know, what are their options on, on getting that aligned? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and people do need to sit down with you and do this because when, when the, the stuff was hitting the fan, literally, uh, about tobacco. And this is, you know, f- quite a few years ago when it really, really started to hit the fan as far as big tobacco being held accountable for the things that they'd put out there, the chemicals, the cancer that was happening, so on and so forth. One of the largest tobacco companies changed their name and they can call it branding if they want to, but they don't go by that name that they really changed it to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they changed it for the purpose of of changing their ticker symbol as well, right. because now it, it people wouldn't recognize that. If it's in a portfolio, you would have no idea what that company name is, but you would recognize them by the name they previously used. So uh, maybe it's a quote unquote, I'm using air quotes that you can't see on a podcast. It could be a coincidence, but uh, you know, come on, that's strategic planning. When stuff's hitting the fan and all of a sudden you want to change your name so people don't recognize you in a portfolio, that, that's pretty obvious. Yeah. So, I mean, they, people definitely need to seek out professional counsel to be able to go through their investments and, and mark if, it, if that's you, which I hope it is because you you are very diligent in the research you do and the things you do for your clients, how do they reach you? Yeah, so the best way is to go to, to my website, boutusfinancial.com. And there'll be a link in the top right-hand corner that says schedule a call and uh, have a free consultation and, and we can talk about ESG investing or any type of investing topic. You know, we, we mentioned all the, the ESG topics, but there's a fourth category of person that says, I just don't care. Um, yeah. about this. So, um, yeah. you know, everyone's going to fall into those, you know, four categories of, of where ESG is important to them or where it fits in. And we can, we can go through it and figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. Mark, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, Eric. Yep. And just one more note on Mark and how he works with his, his clients. There is absolutely no judgment. Uh, if you, if you call him up and say, Hey, this is what I want to do, or this is what I want to avoid. Or you may be that person, like you said at the end, you call them up and say, I'd like to talk to you, but I just don't care. <laughs> I don't care what I'm invested in. There is no judgment there. He, he puts the client first, your needs, and, and he'll discuss it with you and talk to you about it and see what you want to do and help to make that happen. So again, that's, that's definitely a, a something I wanted to get across to you. So you reach out to him. And I want to thank you for listening to the Agent of Wealth podcast with Mark Bowdis. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Mark comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. And if you've had this discussion with some friends or coworkers or family uh, about what your, your values are, share this with them so they can hear that there's somebody out there that will listen to them uh, and the values that they want to ensure that they're invested in, and they've got somebody that they can contact. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Boutus Financial, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Agent of Wealth podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Boutis Financial. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. 
Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment and financial planning. 